Welcome to the Lounge SD Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where three dudes from San Diego have a few drinks and discuss a variety of topics. I'm today's host, and I'm joining <laughs> joining me today are Randy and Alan. All right, boys. We have quite a lot of things to get through today, but I think we should start off with the Fauci Ouchy experiences. Um, let's take it from the top and, and let's go who has gotten it the farthest back. Wait, or... Whoa, whoa, what are whoa, you whoa. doing? No. We didn't even do recaps. We didn't even have our drink. Oh We're just going God. right into oh my it. God, What's going on? Here, I've never bro? hosted one of these before. I know. <laughs> I just feel so off. Wait, all... wait, 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 wait. All right. So uh let's uh let's take that from the top. Or uh Yeah, we can start from the top. Yeah, start from no, the top. No, I'm kidding. We can just oh. keep it going. Who cares? Okay. Oh, just gonna fuck it. All right, yeah. All right. Well, shit. Um, yeah. So we were trying to figure out who's gonna host this, today's podcast. As you can um, see, it went super well. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. So then Rob stepped up to the plate, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything because hey, it's his. It's his I, week. This is true, but that's how I do I things. Like, threw me yeah. off because I have a, a nice Randy, cold drink here, Randy, and I didn't time, get to drink it yet. That's next what time, Randy, you gotta off. fucking just step up. I'm sorry. All right. All right. So what are we drinking what are we today? Drink? Yeah. What are we drinking today, boys? So, since both of you asked, I might as well be the one that responds first. Oh. Uh, I switched it up today mainly because I just got home and I didn't have anything. But I got a dad's root beer from San Diego. Uh, more specifically, Cost Plus World Market. And I put some Jack in that bag. Cost Plus World Market. In Escondido? No, I went to the one oh. that was in uh, in Huntington Beach. But oh, HB. Yeah, there was okay. one there. So, okay. yeah, I, I put a little bit of Jack in there to loosen me up. So that's what oh. I'm drinking this week. I didn't have... Do you have a name for that combo before. of Dad Root Beer uh, and Jack? Uh, Daddy Jack. There oh, we go. I knew it. There we go. Or Daddy Daniels if you want to do the double D. Ooh, <laughs> I like Daddy Daniels. I'm always yeah. down for the double D. There you go. <laughs> All right, what you got, Rob? Today, Let me, let me guess. A... Peanut butter stout? No, no, that's all gone now. What? Um, now I'm reaching back even further. I'm having Ashland Hard Seltzer. Um, <gasps> I think it's minute. brewed here in Cali. Uh-huh. Uh, no sugar, and it's organic, gluten-free, it says. I have the tropical cherry flavor. And I was mm-hmm. telling Alan earlier, um, I shouldn't have picked the cherry flavor because it reminds me of a Robitussin. Oh. But you didn't call it Robitussin. Oh, I called it Robbie Tussin. So ah, whenever gotcha. I get sick, I'd be drinking that. Um, all right. Alan, take us home. Uh, I am rocking the uh, handle of Jack Daniels. Oh my goodness! The Tennessee honey whiskey, just because I'm, I don't, I'm just trying to get rid of this. To be honest, <laughs> so every two weeks I take a, take a nice big swiggity swooty of this booty. You know what I mean? So, cheers to y'all. Cheers to the lounge. Uh, yes, cheers. Home. Cheers, guys. Happy two weeks. Oh, all right. No, this Ooh, is what are you, what are you chasing that bad boy with, though? <laughs> a mango smoothie. <laughs> oh, oh that is... God. What, and what do you have a name? What's the name for that terrible combination? <laughs> uh, mango Daddy. Mm, okay. Uh, I don't know. No, just, I don't know. We just had some leftover, like, mango smoothie. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Well, with a double straw? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, Nancy really and I were sharing it. it. Wait, you guys were sharing it? So you guys got each your own straws? That's interesting. Hey, man. I, I said the same thing to her. I said the same. I'm like, wait, what? What? Wait, what? Like, 
and she uh, didn't want to share. So, I, uh, you know what? Okay. I don't no, know. Okay. All right. No worries. I was like, girl, I don't make the rules. I just, it's your world. I'm just living in it. Okay. This is facts. Yeah. Straight facts. All um, right. So, yeah. cheers. And uh, yeah, I will say my drink is not a good mix. That <laughs> no. yeah, neither is mine. I'm going to be hurting. I'm going to be hurting neither to drink mine. this thing. But, uh, ooh, let's get into the recaps. We'll start off with you, Randy, because uh, oh. you had a pretty jam-packed two weeks there. I did. I really did. Uh, I went back to work, um, and then I went down to San Diego okay. this last week. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, that was pretty fun. That was the first time that the fam and I really went out and uh, adventured since uh, this whole COVID thing went down. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess technically we went on one small trip to the desert but uh this is like the first like exploring and and doing things uh for a week uh-huh so uh we hit up san diego uh we also hit up huntington beach and we uh uh hung out with all the fam we hit up the zoo which was the big one that was lots of fun uh the three of us went to the uh what is it even called stussy pop-up outlet thing yeah um, susie pop-up sale or something like that yeah something like that in a uh, vista yesterday so that was loads of fun spent lots of cash um yeah i went to the zoo that was a lot of fun me i went to the zoo for the first time and uh we did the whole animals uh viewing thing oh excuse me this uh, do you plan on having a do you plan on having an episode on your youtube yes we do uh okay. we actually recorded most of the stuff at the zoo uh we we didn't want to record too much with the family because it was like, oh, we're kind of just enjoying the family, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Dang, so I dressed up for nothing? Basically. I've wasted my good outfit on you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, that would have been a sick time while we're uh, spending money, you know, shopping. But, um, yeah, we we did the whole zoo thing. It kind of sucked because there wasn't a lot of uh, things to do. It was really just seeing the animals. Um but I mean that's still fun. I mean for Mia, she doesn't need to do much. She just she was just excited seeing real life animals rather than seeing them on TV. So um, we are very happy about that. Um, and yeah, we saw the family. We hung out. Uh, my family hung out with Alan's family for a little bit, and then we hung out with Rob's yeah. family for a little bit. So that was a good time. That was um, that was a nice, pleasant surprise to to yeah. see you and Mia oh. and Jen. Oh, yeah. so yeah, looking looking forward to seeing that episode. Um, and you also f- stopped by that uh, that shop, right? That we oh, shouted out last episode, yeah, right? Five and a dime. dime. Yeah, stop by five and a dime. Spent more money. Uh, yeah, I like to say that I stimulated the economy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, um, Timmy the stimmy. Yeah, Timmy the stimmy came through, and we definitely stimulated the economy this last week. So that was a, a lot of fun. Yeah, we stopped by hey, five yo. and a dime. Um, we had to, the main reason was because we had to exchange something from our last purchase, um, for a different size. Yeah. For a different size. And then we ended up spending more money and I got some shorts and a hat and a few other things, some cookies and supported them. And once again, they came through, uh, we got some dope stuff. They hooked us up with a few things for free. Um, so I'm pretty stoked about that. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and another big one we got, uh, Mia got her first haircut. Uh, oh yeah. yeah dude she, i like how that came to fruition like right? dude like <laughs> it was just dope. like inception and then 
next day it was like haircut. And then she Boom. got it. Yeah. yeah. So so she's been wanting a haircut, and her hair like in my family, uh, the way our tradition is that once you turn one years old, uh, you get uh, you, we shave their head completely, right? Kind of like a start fresh, um, and start growing the hair, uh, get, like kind of like getting rid of the baby hair kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last time we cut her hair was when she turned one and we haven't cut it since. So she's about four and a half now. So it was basically three years of growth. Um, and it was long, it was nice hair. And then, uh, she's been kind of hinting that she wanted a haircut and we were kind of thinking about that. We want to cut her hair. Um, and then Raya, uh, and the last dragon came out mm-hmm. and one of the characters, Namari, where I don't want to say she's the villain, but she's kind of the, what is it? Antagonist. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she has it like buzz cut on one side and then it's kind of like a long Bob comb over. Like thing. the Skrillex cut. Kind of. Yeah, basically. But she looks a lot better than Skrillex. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, so Mia really liked that haircut and we liked it. So uh, we went out and did it. Shaved the side of her head and uh, cut her hair from her lower back all the way up to above her shoulders. So chopped a lot of hair off. Um, but she's happy. Yeah. She's like very, very happy about it. Um, and we are too. It's uh, nice seeing her with a different look. Yeah. I will say that um, a lot of my family made comments about it and said how cute she looked. So uh, great job on the choice. And I think it was her choice, right? She was like, I want to look like uh, Ryan. It was a mix. It was, it was a mix of uh, us. We kind of like nudged her in that direction. Uh-huh. And uh, like she was how. like, yeah, that's dope. I like it. So we we're like, all right, cool. Everybody's happy. Was there any other options on the table besides Raya? Not really. And that's why it was kind of like we were waiting to, for, to find that right haircut. And then that mm-hmm. one was like, it was radical, but it was also like, like, tasteful you know what i mean yeah. it's not like she shaved her head completely like it was it, it was Whoa. something different Whoa. well i'm just i'm just saying i personally am not a big fan but Whoa. i'm just saying bald is beautiful my guy hashtag bald hey, is beautiful. and that's fine it is beautiful it's just I, i'm not i'm me in particular i'm not yeah. fan. a little privilege there with your full head of hair but all right i mean y- yes <laughs> yeah uh yeah. No comment. Yeah, yeah, I love my hair. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, was that was my, my last uh, that was my last two weeks. Uh, we just got in town this morning. Uh, we left super early. Like we we're actually on the road at before four thirty this morning. Yeah. Um, but it was nice because we got home at eleven thirty, so uh, about seven uh yeah six and a half hours uh driving, and uh, damn yeah we only stopped once really we just kept going so and we only stopped halfway so it was about three hours into the drive we stopped got food used the bathroom got gas and then just trucked it on Tru- up. yeah trucked yeah, on yeah, home just kept dang going. dude and it was sick. that's a that's a drive but that was a good drive like that's a good time dude yeah yeah it wasn't bad yeah. we weren't like necessarily like speeding speeding but you know i won't say the actual speed but we were we we're going we're cruising you're we cruising yeah, we we're cruising yeah, I'm uh, making yeah. good time is what yeah. it was leaving. So yeah. uh, I'm happy to be back home. I'm happy to uh, be here. I got two more weeks. I will be recording the next episode at home. And then after that, I'll be gone uh, to my training. 
in Florida. So I got this episode and next episode at home in the comfort of my home. And then I'll be uh, in Florida. Taking a show on the road. Yeah, yeah. I have a whole setup. Like I got my laptop and everything all ready to go. So I can definitely record when I'm on the road. It's just I won't be at home and I got to deal with the time difference. So, yeah. It is what it is. We'll, we'll accommodate. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Um, so a lot, not a lot has happened in my two weeks. Uh, today was a pretty eventful day. Today was my mom and stepdad's 20th wedding anniversary. So we all went out all fully vaccinated. It was great, to be honest. It was great. We had a reservations at a restaurant downtown San Diego. Um, and it was, it just felt great because it was just us there. It was just the family there. Um, and then uh, before that, we had um, a good friend of ours or a good friend of mine came over because she has like a mobile massage business, um, Solimar Wellness. If you guys follow her on Instagram, uh, her name is Olive. Um, Randy knows her too, I think. Oh, Olive? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Olive. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. So she came over. Um, Nancy's Nancy's been a little like, I wouldn't say she's been a little stressed, but I just I just felt like I needed to do she something was nice. She's a little a little tight in the shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. I guess, I, I guess yeah. it's a thing for stress. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I just felt like you know, like you know, just relax. Like let's, like just take yourself out of the out of this apartment because she because Olive came over to our apartment, um, and it re- really just transformed our apartment into like a studio. Like, uh, yeah, I was just about to ask, like, how does that work? Like, so she just said, like, I, you know, I just need about like a ten by four space, and like I can work with that. And I was like, sure. So I just set up shop in our living room, uh, move the couch a little bit, or move the the chase, not the couch, Ooh, yeah. the chase, um, a little bit. And she uh, set up everything in our living room. Like and she brought she her sh- own table. She brought her own table, oh, brought her own sheets. <laughs> she just used the, the dining table. All right. I guess that's true. <laughs> she had Nancy jump up on the counter in the kitchen. Just, just put a yeah. bunch of pillows on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she she really just transformed our living room to a studio. And she she brought her own diffuser for essential oils. But we already have a diffuser of our own. Uh, so... Uh, she gave us some essential oils, so she made the place smell really good. She shuttered the blinds, so it was dark, and then she brought her own speaker for like ambiance music and and mood music. So, it, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go into the bedroom. Like, if you guys need anything, let me know. And they're like, okay. And so I went into the bedroom, and I was I didn't want to turn on the TV because it'd be too loud. So I just I went on to my took a I went nap. To, <laughs> legit. I was watching YouTube, and I'm my like I started doing the head bob thing to go to sleep. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go to sleep. So I fell asleep because she was playing the, um, like the mood music. And I was like, Oh, this is really soothing. So I fell asleep and yeah, like an hour and a half later, she, she was done. Um, then it was just off to my mom's 20th wedding anniversary luncheon or early dinner. So that was great. And that's pretty much all, all that's happened in the last two weeks. Uh, yeah. Rob, how was your last two weeks? 
Well, we actually also went out for the first time in a long time um, since San Diego's moved to the red tier. Um, we were driving around. Um, our My daughter had fallen asleep. She's 16 months-ish. Um, and so whenever she falls asleep, we try not to wake her up from the nap. So mm-hmm. sometimes we'll just pass the house and just keep driving. And so in this case, we drove past the house. And we kept driving to where um, we we're getting close to Carlsbad. And so we ended up stopping at Toast and having a brunch there last Sunday after church, okay. um, which was dope. Um, if, uh, shout out to, to them. Um, they're one of the only places that I know of that they're allowing you to jump on a wait list without you being at the restaurant yet. So if you wanted to, you could jump on the wait list. And then if you know it's going to be like a 30 minute wait, you got time to get there and stuff too. So we actually planned it to where I signed up on the wait list. And by the time we got to the restaurant, we kicked it for a little bit in the car and let the baby sleep some more. And then we were able to go in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really well done. Um, it was nice having breakfast you know, out in, in a restaurant and, uh, they took all the proper precautions and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the food was good. The baby was okay. I mean, as, as okay as kids can be right after waking up from a nap. So mm-hmm. she ate a little bit, but for the most part, she just wanted to, to play and stuff and we couldn't have that happen. So that was a little bit of a downside to it, but, um, no, I think it's good. I think, um, hopefully this is the step in the right direction to where she gets, more used to going out to restaurants and stuff. Cause that's the thing is that she's a been a quarantine baby for the most part. And so she hasn't really had a lot of exposure being out in restaurants and public oh, places man, very much. That's true. That's, that's true. crazy. Yeah. It was nice to get her exposed to that. So yeah. Uh, hopefully this is the, the first of many. Um, and then the other big things I've been doing is just catching up on um, movies and TV shows on streaming. So I got to check out the, the slog of the, the Zack Snyder's justice league. Which, if you guys weren't a fan of the first one, I highly recommend checking out this one. It's a little bit of a grind. It's four hours. Yeah, I still but, haven't um, finished yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I would do it in pieces. I think I, I, I think I did like an hour. It even breaks up the movie in parts for you. Yeah, it does. Wanna, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So if they wanted to, do, if you wanted to do like an episodic kind of thing, you totally could. Um, I think I'm on part six. Like it's there's a lot of parts, but it's still pretty long. Well, see, but what I liked about that was that it felt like a graphic novel. Like when you go through those okay, yeah, and you're kind of like broke it up and you're like, okay, so then, yeah, it feels like, I love when movies feel like that. Like, a lot, I mean, like a lot of the uh, MCU movies feel like that too. Um, but I saw, so I got to, to check that out. I wouldn't say that it was better than the theatrical version or that it redeems DC in any way. Um, but I think it's a, it's a good thing to check out. I mean, uh, you know, with quarantine going on and if you're interested and want to see what DC could do, um, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a good watch. Um, mm-hmm. the other thing is I, I'm all caught up on uh, Falcon and the winter soldier. Have you guys all caught up on that? No, I have. No, 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 no. Okay. So oh, we'll, okay. We'll, quiet. We'll skip over that. But, um, <laughs> I mean, MCU just, I mean, business as usual, knocking out of the park with, with their stuff. So, Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge recommend for me. I think they're up to episode two now. So if you guys haven't checked it out yet, please jump on board and check it out. I think uh, it's an awesome, awesome show, and they they've already touched on some some good things. So they're only doing six episodes, right, or something yeah, like that. Yes. Yeah, like not six as part. many, mm-hmm. which is weird because I don't know. This isn't necessarily story based at all, but like, I feel like six might not be enough. Granted. I don't know where they're going with this. It's just, I feel like WandaVision felt kind of short too, but I don't know. I just want more. I think that's what it comes down to. I just want a lot more. 
<laughs> well, I mean, this whole year you can just get a lot. This of is the true. MCU. This is I mean, true. it just goes like it's like back to back to back to back to back MCU throughout yeah. the whole year. So just be patient, my guy. Be patient. I know, I know. I just love me some MCU. Speaking of patience, uh, didn't didn't something happen this weekend, Rob? Today specifically? Yes, yes. Um, so that brings us to our next topic, which is the uh, the Fauci ouchie experiences. Ouchie. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet soundboard. Um, ouchie. <laughs> so dumb. So I yeah I was actually uh putting it off for a little bit. I mean, part of it was that I wanted I'm not really front facing. I don't really deal with students, and so I felt kind of bad taking using up that like educator um like tier even though I'm not really dealing with students, and so I felt like I was taking the place of a of a teacher that might necessarily have to be student facing. And so I was kind of waiting my turn a little bit longer. Um but something came up at work to where I'm actually going to be um mingling with students or a lot more people. And so I thought it was best for my family to, uh, to go out and get the vaccine, um, for, yeah, for my family and for my own safety. Um, and so, yeah, I was able to, to find a, a spot rather quickly. Um, uh, I had to drive up to Temecula and actually ran it out of a, of a LA fitness. Yeah. So it yeah. wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't bad. Um, they moved us fairly quickly and it, to be honest, my experience, uh, um, I don't know if it, if it was the same for you guys. We'll go through everybody's experience and how long ago you guys got them and stuff. But for me, uh, I was kind of like emotional when she was going through the questionnaire before she gave me the shot. There's like, you know, that set of questions he has to go through. And like, I think the very last one or the second to last one is like, do you give me permission to to give you the COVID-19 vaccine? And it was just like, whew, like this, taking that yeah, in. Really yeah. I mean, yeah, that made it super real. And then you kind of think about all the like how far we've come in the last year, like the quarantine and lives lost and, you know, this, this pandemic and, or this like virus and what it's done to not just the U S but like the global economy and everything. And like, this is, this is what we have to do. Um, or at least that's my belief of, you know, getting us back on track or some semblance of us. Um, of normalcy. Yeah. And making progress and, and getting us back to, to somewhere. Um, so yeah, it was it was a very emotional thing for me. I didn't break down and cry. I'm not gonna say I did that, but it was definitely a an emotional like experience, and I'm glad I did it. I I don't regret that at all. Um, but I will say that I was like nervous going into it. I was like, oh, I mean, I, I'm I think I'm in the same boat with a lot of the general public where people, you know, it's a new vaccine, and so there's like that worry and stuff. But then. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my homework. I, I encourage everyone that's on the fence is just to go do your homework. Don't, you know, pay attention to the clickbait or, you know, the the little circle of friends that you have or, you know, your mom or whoever, the aunt that spends way too much time on Facebook. Like, make sure you go out and do your own research. Because, I mean, that's, that's who you're going to have to answer to is yourself. Like, at the end of the day, you're getting the shot. It's not your aunt or anything like that. Yeah, um, and, so yeah, and really, you're the one that would be taking the risk if you didn't get the shot, or if you did take get the shot. So put in the yeah. work. Exactly. Um, so then I guess we can go to the other most recent recipient of the vaccine, which I think was Randy Boy. Oh yeah, that was me. Uh, now I'm looking at my card. I guess yeah, I got the second one February. 10th. <laughs> you got to get hung you up have, like you right. Have framed right. Yeah. Well, it's not framed, but I have my oh, I have a laminated. corkboard. I have a corkboard right behind my monitors where I normally have my pins and stuff. That's and so funny. It's like I don't have anywhere else to put it. I don't want to put it on my fridge, so it's like I just put it on my corkboard. 
with here actually i'm going to show you guys the listeners won't be able to see this but it's on a tour check this out oh what's that oh, dang it's oh us. it's pictures of you guys and then my vaccine card right there, <laughs> there. Nice. with my comic-con pins and mia's memorabilia and nice my comic-con badges all lined up right there i'm about so, to steal that flex. i'm about to steal that you know, idea just flexing. nancy nancy hates my like my little shoebox of pins and stickers and knickknacks and patty wax and yep give a dog bones give giving dog bones yeah. yeah dude corkboard uh these are just like a uh, double side taped to the wall and uh-huh. it's just cork uh you can get it at, and board. at this at, yeah it's just cork and board get it at target and yeah um but yeah so my experience with the vaccine getting back on on track um we had a special circumstance being in the military um where i didn't have to deal with the general public at all we got we got our own um jesus what are you doing rob are you trying to show like rosie the riveter dude yeah (laughs) oh he's showing us the 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 vaccination site um but yeah so we were in a different situation we got our shipment directly from the military i guess we have a different pool of vaccines so I didn't have to wait very long. It was just a matter of when the shipment showed up. And then I was one of the first people to get it on the base um, because I am fairly exposed to people uh, as a instructor. So uh, yeah, I get to deal. I'm basically similar to Rob where I teach people. So I'm up in front of, you know, 20 to 30 people at a time for an extended period of time. So I'm fairly exposed. Um, but my experience with the shot, I uh, got the first one, and I remember my arm being, like, super sore, like, the next day. Like, even it started, <laughs> Jesus, Alan's just making faces, throwing me off. <laughs> 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 he, was, he was making his, like, ouchy face, like, <laughs> so dumb. But, yeah, my arm got <laughs> It's so ugly. <laughs> all right um yeah so my arm was super sore uh i i want to say like that evening going into the next day it was super sore and then it just faded away and then once i got the second shot uh i would say about 24 hours later i started getting symptoms of uh uh or side effects erections erections yeah i like i had to go see the doctor it lasted longer than four hours and i was concerned um but you're telling him you're like hey yo is this normal (laughs) and he's like no (laughs) i'm not i'm not really concerned for myself i'm concerned for the people around me (laughs) but yeah so i had the basic uh uh side effects i had chills uh no fever actually no fever, just chills and a little bit of muscle aches. But that was basically it. It was it was fairly mild. And that was the same for my wife, too. Like, we didn't really get uh, too messed up. Um, both Pfizer, so, right? Yeah, we both got Pfizer. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Rob got Pfizer. Yeah. Pfizer. Pfizer. Pfizer, yeah, boys. Everyone, yeah, because, yeah, we all got Pfizer. I think the majority of us that we know got, got Pfizer. I only know a handful of people that got Moderna. Um, but yeah, I think my experience was pretty good, uh, overall and kind of like what Rob said, uh, as well, just 
when I got mine, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air. It's like, all right, you know, we're one step closer, light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I'll, I'll tell you right now, like if I didn't get the vaccine, I wouldn't have gone on this trip that we just went on. You know what I mean? Like that was a major factor on us going on this trip. Like we're both vaccinated. Um, the people that were gun that we went to see were vaccinated for the most part. Um, like Alan, you know, stayed over there. My, my, my family, uh, is vaccinated as well. Um, stuff like that. So, you know, it's just light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I'm very happy. I will say speaking on getting emotional, um, went <laughs> the first stop that we made when we got to Southern California is we went to Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Um, cause we were like, Oh, we haven't gone out to eat at a restaurant, you know, this whole time. We haven't gone out to eat in a restaurant. So we were like, let's go. It's been over a year since we've gone. Let's go check it out. And I went to the bathroom while I was there. And I was just thinking about it. I was like, oh, man, like I haven't been inside of a restaurant in this long. And here we are, you know, a year later, finally making progress to eat inside. You know, obviously, since this has gone down, we've gotten takeout and all that stuff. But this is different. You know what I mean? Like my whole family went inside, got a table and had the we're getting bust yeah yeah like the full service you know like we're getting it's obviously modified but you know we got full service at the restaurant and it was just like wow like it's crazy when you look back you're like has it really been a year since i've gone to a restaurant because i would say before this whole thing went down going to a restaurant was a fairly common occurrence for most of us you know what i mean it's like okay yeah we go to a restaurant like once a week or whatever and you never really think about it but now it's like I really have to consider when I'm going to go again. <laughs> you guys are fools. Like I, <laughs> I can't even talk because you guys are just making faces. Just close your eyes. Just, just close your eyes and talk, dude. Just, just like <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, so we got to go out and eat at the restaurant. I got to smash some chicken and waffles, that Obama special with a waffle. Um, Jeannie Jones omelet, my and, guy. That's my jam. Did you go into Roscoe's? chicken and waffles and you're not getting chicken and waffles that's you're messing up yeah you're don't messing up i don't, don't, I don't tell me what it. the fuck to do man I, I, that's true that's true but hey man yeah, so this is my freedom we smashed. we smashed and it was good but uh i'll uh popcorn to uh the og vaccinated dude our frontline hey. worker alan what you got um so was it was it you said it was emotional for you but for both of you um I don't know if it was so much if it was emotional for me I think the first time um I got it so I I was first line like first line um the how moment long, we how had, long did you camp out <laughs> day one day one um actually it was pretty much day one um so they had started receiving vaccines like mid-december and i think i was working at urgent care one weekend and they sent out an email <laughs> god damn it urgent care <laughs> jesus oh my god i'm just gonna close my eyes so i was working at urgent care and everybody this was december 26th this, everybody was coming in. I have cough. I have loss of taste and smell. I can't breathe. And everybody was just positive. And this is like one of the heights 
and peaks of our holiday surge, like after Thanksgiving surges. And it like, I was just like, holy shit, this is insane. Like I, I, I just, I don't feel comfortable. And then I got an email on my phone and they're, and they're saying, Hey, you know, we have some openings for COVID vaccines at work in one of the hospitals. Can you come down? And I was like, hell yes. So the moment I got off work, I remember because we had to go to Ikea. Uh, Nancy and I had to go to Ikea. Priorities. Yeah, priorities. Um, And we had to get something. And I was like, can can it wait for a second? Because I just got asked to get a vaccine. And I was like, I really want it. And she's like, yeah, yeah, go, go, go. So I went to go get the vaccine in San Diego at one of our main hospitals. And it was just, there was, I want to say there was nobody there, but everyone was socially distanced. Um, they had somebody documenting the questions. The questions are, do you, can I, one, do you consent to giving the COVID vaccine? And then are you sick with a fever? Uh, if you're a female, are you pregnant? Are you breastfeeding? Have you traveled outside of the country in the last two weeks? Have you tested positive for COVID? Have you ever gotten monoclonal antibody treatments for COVID? Like I just memorized all those questions in my mind because I became a documenter when I was administering vaccines. So my experience with the vaccine itself was not too bad. And I got Pfizer just like the rest of you fools. So my my first dose was December 26th. And I remember it wasn't bad at all. Like I was just like, am I feeling chills? Am I feeling fever? Like what am I feeling these things? But I I don't know if it was just me or if it was just my old achy ass sitting on the ground building <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was cold. It was like, I was sitting on the ground building Ikea for what felt like six or seven hours. Um, so Dude, what were you building? I built, uh, you built the apartment, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. The couch that you were on the other day. No, um, no. Oh, so like, we had, we had gotten, two nightstands. And then since it was the day after Christmas, I had just, we had just bought a dollhouse for Sydney. So I built all three of those. Sick. Shout out to the wifey though. Cause she built one. Oh one shit. So one of the nightstands. You six hours. Um, so you built no, like no, one so nightstand I... and a dollhouse in six hours. <laughs> no, no, no. There was, um, hey, we had dollhouse is three floors, bro. Oh yeah. snap. Two floors. It, no legit it actually is three hours uh, it is three stories and an attic but um no i forgot we have a dresser that we that we had built so that okay. was like a whole yeah six hours um the first one was just trial and error and then the second one was uh nancy did so she just pretty much watched what i did with the first one and then I did Sydney's dollhouse, and then we did the uh, we did the night the dresser, which was like a six drawer dresser, huge. Anyway, so my experience with the Fauci ouchie was uh, wasn't too bad. And then twenty one days later, I got the second dose, um, and it was actually much better. The first dose, I just had a sore arm for a few days, and that was it. Then the second dose, I was just like, yeah, whatever, like. 
And did you guys have any rhyme or reason to put in one arm over the other? Or what were, what were your guys' choices? I panic chose my right arm. I should have did left because it's my non-dominant one. But I was just like, oh, right arm. And then after I said it, I was like, there's plenty of time for me to change it too because we still had to do the rest of the questions. But I was like, ah, I'll just stick with it. Right. So I just ended up choosing it. Um, it is a little sore after just a few hours of having it. But I just uh-huh. uh, I just did some curls upstairs to, you know. Oh, wow. Let's stretch it out. I'm not trying to brag, but um, it's like 25 pounds. Oof. Okay. Curls for the yeah, girls. Okay. Get it. Now, yeah. I chose left. I don't know what it is, but I got my smallpox shot on my left arm, so I have a sweet scar there. So most shots, I just try to keep it on the left arm just because I'm like, okay. I Basically, it just shows that I get shots on my left arm i don't know what it is like i don't tell know. them to aim for the scar so you just keep no it's it. just it's just in my head like my left arm is my shot arm <laughs> your second dose you're like hey uh do you see that hole there can yeah, you just just stab it again by the way as a nurse um that annoys the hell out of me when other nurses come in and they're like hey try not to do it too high um because the bursa sac is right there i want you to go like right here and i'm like Okay. It's a it's a deltoid injection. I'm not gonna miss the deltoid. But hey, if you want it there, you got it, dude. Hey man, your customer service, bro. Yeah. No, I just think about it internally. So yeah. I mean those, so generally our Fauci ouchie experiences have been pretty good. Um personally I I wanted to get it because I still wanted to to see my family. Um so then it was me. My mom, my sister, and my wife. Oh, God. I don't know why I almost forgot. (laughs) But. Awkward. uh, No, but she. So all four of us, all frontline workers, um, we were able to get it. And then as the tears started going, like opening up, uh, more and more of our family got it. So I'm blessed and glad to say that both sides of the family have at least gotten one dose. Yeah. So um, I'm just... I think that's going to be the case for a lot of us right now. Yeah. Because the, I guess you can call it tiers, are starting to open up for more people to become eligible. Yeah. Right. Because as of right now, which is March, March 28th, March, March, March 28th. March 28th. Um, Suffering Thuckatath. Right now, what is it? 50 and up? Oh, no, 50 and up starts on the first. 60, it's 65 and up or 18 and up if you have comorbidities. Yeah. Like, you know, some crazy comorbidities. But And then yeah. 50 and up starts on the first. April 1st. And then 16 and up, basically everybody, on the 15th of April. Yeah. So we got two weeks, roughly, before they just open up the floodgates in California. Yeah, California. Which is going to be Which crazy. Is, it's it's good and bad. It just feels like personally they should have just opened it up to everybody after the sixty five and up crowd. Yeah, like after that they just should have just opened it up. And it it sucks because obviously with a younger crowd being a little bit more technologically savvy, it's going to be easier for them to find appointments because we have the luxuries of having Twitter bots. I don't know if I told you guys about this, but there's bots on Twitter. So if you're from San Diego and you have Twitter, twitter.com slash covaxsd, C-O-V-A-X-S-D. Um, it's a Twitter bot that this uh, this guy, who just so happens to be Asian, built. Yeah. 
so he's Asian and he, the NBC San Diego, like shouted him out and he like did this whole biography on his Twitter. he's like, I'm an Asian man from San Diego, recently moved out to New York city, but I love San Diego. So I wanted to, I wanted to build this Twitter bot in hopes to get everyone in San Diego vaccinated whenever they want to. And I was like, tight. So personally, I've gotten four people vaccine appointments using his Twitter bot. So shout out to Kovax SD for that. Interesting. So no, I'm not going to get into how all that works. But yeah, <laughs> it's going to be interesting how in two weeks, what's going to happen once everybody's eligible to get one um, with the supplies and stuff like that. It's like, that's dope that you want to get one. And we'd love to give you one, but we might not have any. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's going to be scary. So, and I know uh, behind closed doors, Alan and I were kind of not really egging Rob on, but I know for me, that was a concern was like, you know, you're eligible now, take advantage of it before it opens up for everyone. And then it's, you can't get one because it's all gone. You know what I mean? Actually actually ran into that because as an educator, we had like our own separate system that we were using, but since they opened up the other tier, like all that started shutting down. And so it got harder for me to find a site. And then, so when I signed up for the one in a Temecula, I got that through actually through, um, through Kaiser. Um, Kaiser. Kaiser with the Pfizer. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, But I mean, I don't, I, I was trying to sign up on a bunch of other websites too, like CVS and, um it's tough man yeah it's, it's, I mean, it's rough out there it's almost it's almost like people are getting a hint of what a sneakerhead is like you mm. know when you're trying to get that hot heat that everybody wants you got to go around get those raffle yeah. tickets hopefully really, you get called really really if you um if you're trying to find a vaccine once the tears open up to you if you're trying to go cvs rite aid or walgreens they open their appointment slots at midnight so interesting if you are up at midnight and you're trying to get an appointment for the next day and it's like, I think it's on a day by day basis. It's not like on a, like a day, you know, it's not like later, like a week later, it's like on a day by day basis almost. So you have to like be on it at midnight and you'll find, you'll find appointment slots, but which I feel bad because you start opening up to 50 and up 65 and up. And it's like, it's really hard for them because they're not as technologically savvy as, the younger generations, right? But um, if you need any assistance, uh, please ask for help. Uh, I'm sure you'll find it. There's ways for you to get a vaccine um, if you ask. So just reach out. Yeah, and real talk, like if you are a younger person, like a millennial or whatever, and you know about these drops and stuff, and you're able to secure one for yourself, is like secure the bag for your elders and stuff too. Like help out your grandparents or uncle that doesn't mom that, and dad that doesn't use social media or any of that stuff yeah anybody that you that you can you should be helping out um or at least that's my my stance is that yeah once you secure it for yourself definitely help help out the fam help out family and friends like we all get through this together and so if if you're able to, to help someone out definitely do that yeah you're and you're rant. gonna be yeah no you're gonna be uh educating with some children so that you know that'd be good i don't know if you could push that to your kids though but like that i have a question so no 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 no. all right no uh, (laughs) so when you get the first appointment 
does it automatically enroll you for the second one? Like you're mm-hmm. already like you don't have to compete anymore. You just you're just good. Oh, that okay. was my ex- that was my experience with the Kaiser sign up. But when I was doing it with uh, education one uh, through Viba, we weren't able to. Um, I think when you came within five days of you being eligible for the second one, um, then you could start signing up. Interesting, because yeah, I was like that kind of that would suck if it's like your time to get the second one and you can't find an appointment. Oof. So. This is where that happens because the last two or three weeks, people who got their vaccine back in February in San Diego, it was hard for them to find a second vaccine because um, the government was like, no, release all the vaccines. Oh, even the ones that they were holding for that second dose. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was hard for people to find a second dose. So people were scrambling because realistically you have 42 days before the efficacy wears on the first and second dose booster. Yeah. Um, so you have the 42 days after that, there's nothing is known. They don't know if you should restart the dose process or if you should even get the second dose, because if you have the first dose, I think it's like, it's definitely not as, uh, effective as receiving both doses. But if you have the first dose alone, it's like, I don't know if it's between 60 or 80% effective, but it's 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 just crazy because like I remember people scrambling to find their second dose and people were really pushing that 42-day mark. Um, and luckily, thankfully, I found doses for people who needed second doses. So uh, it it was great. It, it was very, very great. But um, – What happened? What happened? Nothing. What, why did you stop? Why'd you stop? What was that? What was you? You guys were frozen. Oh, uh, maybe yeah. on your side. We were just yeah, yeah, watching just, you. Stop. I was just like, uh, you <laughs> stopped talking. I thought you like mentioned no. something. You weren't supposed to. You guys were to. legit frozen. <laughs> you guys were like legit frozen. Anyway. So. <laughs> oh, my I'll God. that up. So yeah. mark it and start. I'm just gonna see that big gap. I'm like, okay, let me shorten it or whatever. Yeah. Um. Feels like sounds like people are lighting firecrackers off outside my house, outside my apartment. Popping off. Little cuetes, homie. Um. <laughs> no, so I mean, uh, it, I'm blessed to know that my job did it right, and we held on to second doses for people. Uh, for employees. So once we have that first dose, we're automatically booked for our second dose. If you don't make it, that's on you. And that's how it should be. Yeah. You know, like if you if you don't make your second dose, like that's on you and that's bad. Like knowing that you are holding up someone's, you know, you're holding up your dose when we could be giving it to someone else. Um, so I just, I don't know. Like the 42-day mark is... Is, it is what it is. So if you need your second dose and you haven't gotten it yet, go out and get it um, as long as you're not past that 42-day mark. Nice. All right. So another topic that's come up recently, and it's very much a, a current event and something that's going on, and it's a pretty terrible thing. Um, 
but I wanted to ask you guys if you guys have been exposed to it or what you guys have heard about the the movement of like Asian hate that's been swelling up and kind of taken over our country oh, and the world. We're getting serious on this uh, episode, aren't we? Yeah, well, I mean, with I, I mean, from what I've heard, like it stems from the coronavirus, like it originating in like Asian countries. Yeah, um, and so that just kind of brings up. I mean, this kind of stuff has always been around. I mean, I feel like, I mean, we can get into like our own experiences and stuff just in general. But recently, have you guys faced any kind of like recent Asian hate? I mean, due to it being coronavirus or otherwise? Uh, I'll go first because so two weeks ago, I was giving a vaccine. I was giving out vaccines at work. And the way it was set up was that I'm in an exam room with me and another nurse. And then the patients walk through to the next available room. So they're walking in the hallway and this gentleman, um, this gentleman walks into the door, like the doorway, and he goes, you look disreputable. And mind you, I had my face mask on. I had, and my glasses, my facial, my, my well, facial Your glasses, but glasses, my PPE. And then he he's like, you look disreputable. And then I'm like, I don't know what that means. But I just, ima- I, I assumed he was joking. I assumed he meant like, you don't look like, you don't look like a nice guy is what I, what I took it as, but I took it as a joke. And then he comes into the room and sees my coworker who just so happens to be a white male nurse. Um, and he's like, you look much better. You look much nicer. And I'm like, huh? Okay. And I, you know, I, I was a little offended at first because I took it as like, damn dude, like you, you don't have to say that, but whatever let's get started with the business. And I go through all the questions, give him his vaccine. And he's a talker. Like he's just talking through the whole time, um, trying to make jokes. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't have time for jokes. Like I got to get to 800 more people. And he's just giving me jokes and talking. And then we give him a vaccine. And as he's leaving, he's like, by the way, I was totally kidding about the disreputable thing. And then I, at that point I was like, I totally forgot you said that. So, it kind of just lingered in my head. And while I kind of took it as like a joke, I could see why it couldn't be a joke or why it didn't have to be a joke. Like why, why do things like that have to be said like that? That shouldn't even, it wasn't even funny, you know, like, I don't know, like that just to me, like the fact that he told me an Asian man with brown skin that I look disreputable while he looks at my white co-work, white male coworker and says, you look much nicer. That kind of just like, that didn't sit well with me as I was driving home. So like, this is already after the fact, like it had already simmered and I'd already thought about it and it just didn't sit right with me. And I'm like, damn, that's uh, like, that's just, uh, it's just crazy to me. Like this stuff doesn't happen often. Like, Things have happened in the past and during this past year where people have acted up and acted crazy um, at work and at staff. Like another instance at work was we were telling people, you can't be here if you're not wearing a mask. Obviously, you're coming to a medical center. Why are you not wearing a mask in the middle of a pandemic? And this is like the height of the pandemic. 
like May, right? So she's come, trying to come into the building and she's like, ma'am, you can't wait over here if you don't have a mask on. You're going to have to go back to your car and get a mask. And the lady starts mouthing off expletives, you know, F you, you effing dyke. Like you guys are a bunch of Hitlers. Like this is like this is Nazi Germany, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, holy smokes. All of this so you don't have to wear a mask? Like, and it's just so much hate has stemmed from people thinking that we're taking away their freedoms, but we're just we're just trying to be free too. Like, so we're playing by the rules. We're trying to, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to play by the rules and we're trying to live our lives as best possible. But people are hating on us because of like one, our medical field and two, the color of our skin, you know, like I've had, I've had Asians come into my office, say like, like, yeah, I don't trust anything that the Filipino president is saying because he's in cahoots with the Chinese. And I'm like, and he, and they're like, well, you know, coronavirus came from China. So I don't want anything that comes from China. And I'm like, no, like that's that's not how this works. And it's just crazy to me that people are so like are filled with so much hate against misinformation, pretty much. Like that I feel like that's one of the biggest the biggest viruses contributors to this is that misinformation. Like people see something on Facebook or see something on Twitter or hear something word of mouth and they're like, yeah. Like the Chinese virus, Kung flu, you know, like it just, it stirred up hate and stirred up so much hate for, for a scapegoat. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's how I feel it. That's how I feel it all is. And I'm not trying to, to, to give them an out or say that they're not to blame for, for being like assholes or whatever. But at the same time, I think it's just misplaced. Um, I think a lot of people are just fed up at this point. I mean, you know, like you said, we've been in this for a year now. And so people are just looking for someone to, to pl- like place the blame on, take their anger out. And unfortunately it's, it's, it's in some, in some cases it's, it's like violence and they're attacking like old ladies and stuff on the way home, which, which is not right. Um, uh, so, I mean, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm not trying to defend them, but at the same time, like I get it. We're all fed up at this point. We just want things to go back, you know, not necessarily to the way they were. Cause we know things were messed up before the, the, <laughs> the pandemic, but I mean, at least we've learned from, from that and hopefully we're, we'll make progress and, and make a step in the right direction. But yeah, this, this Asian hate stuff is, is not the business. Um, Randy boy, have you ran into any of that or seen it? Maybe not personally, but have you heard any stories or seen anything pop up? Uh, now nothing that I can recall recently or because of COVID and stuff like that. So if we're trying to stick to that particular, uh, criteria, no, I haven't seen anything. And I mean, I've been living in my little bubble, so I haven't done too much. You know what I mean? Um, I, yeah, I, I'm not very exposed to many people, so I don't really run into that, or at least I haven't run into that. Um, yeah, I, I the only time that I've run into something like that is living in Massachusetts, uh, where I was absolutely the minority out there. Um, 
And once again, this is kind of like Alan's situation where it's like at the time I didn't really think about it um, until after the fact. You know, it was kind of like a wait a minute, that was kind of weird. Um, and it was more just uh, how do I say it? Like we went to a restaurant and it took us forever to get seated and service when other people were getting served. You know what I mean? And it was like, okay, you know, we're here. We're doing our thing. We're waiting to get any sort of service and we're not getting it, but other people are. And it was like, and it was one of those situations where it's like, those people definitely got here after us. You know what I mean? And they're getting served and they're getting food. They're getting all this. And we're still just sitting here like what's going on. You know what I mean? So once again, like I didn't think about it until after the fact, but it's also like, I don't want to necessarily blame racism for that you know what i mean like it wasn't like blatant enough to be like oh they're being racist it could have just been we slipped under the cracks you know what i mean or slipped between the cracks where they didn't realize that the table was oh jesus here we go you guys are fools Uh... (laughs) um it could have just been yeah one of those things where they just simply forgot us you know what I mean? So I don't want to necessarily blame racism or anything like that. But I mean, you definitely have those thoughts, you know, um, I'm sure you guys have seen or heard of those videos where someone's pulling into their apartment complex or something like that. And they're getting called out because they shouldn't be here or they look like they should be or they look like they could be like trying to steal from cars and stuff in the apartment complex when really they do live there. Um, I, that, that fear in me started to grow, uh, a lot more recently, uh, mainly because the neighborhood that I live in, I'm once again, a minority. Um, and I feel like I look fairly young to be in certain situations. So I feel like a lot of people judge me. Like, what are you doing here? Kind of thing. You're too young to be here. Uh, there's no way you can afford this or something along those lines. Um, and yeah i i definitely have that in the back of my head now um and before i never really thought about it you know now that it's starting to pop up and become more common it's like a oh snap like this could a- actually be a thing you know and what am i going to do in that situation and it's just now i'm because of everything that's going on i'm being forced to think about those things and it's not necessarily bad it's just that's the world we live in you know and and kind of like what you said at the beginning was like this stuff isn't necessarily new it's been here for a long time it's just now it's kind of poking its head through and and we it's like more visible now especially with social media um so it's interesting like it's scary you know it it makes you think about it just the fact that your skin is colored so you have to think of this um but that's the world we live in and we don't really get to choose. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably the more vocal one out of all three of us about that on social media. Um, <clears throat> so <laughs> God, we got vocal coaches over here, but um, I, to me, it's just, yeah, this is the world we live in and I get that, but, it doesn't have to be like, yeah, I, I 
coming from my background of nursing, it's like I have to treat a patient regardless of their skin, regardless of their color, regardless of their religion, regardless of their of their ethnic backgrounds. As long as they're allowing me to treat them, I treat them like 100%. And it's not because like, oh, you know what? You're you're a different color a different color skin tone of me. So I can't, you know, I'm going to treat you differently. No, that's not that's not the case. I treat you the same all across the board and it it just it weirds me out that people will treat will go leaps and bounds to treat other people who aren't the same differently. You know, so um it it I just get really sad about it because it's like why can't we just be decent human beings? You know, why does somebody's grandma have to get kicked on the bus or why does somebody's grandpa have to get pushed in the market? You know, they're just, they're living their lives, you know, a quarter mile at a time. Uh, Jesus had to go there. Had had to go. It just felt right. But, um, you know, they're just living their lives. Everyone's trying to live their lives. Like, why can't we just be decent human beings and live together? Like co, Oh man, I forgot the word. Why can't we coexist? You know, like, I can live my life. You can live your life. We may not have the same opinions. We may not share the same, uh, the same thoughts, uh, the same opinions. But as long as I can respect you as a human being, why can't you respect me? You know what I mean? So at some point, like, I just, I at certain points of the day, I just get fed up seeing all these like Instagram stories and all these um, Facebook posts of like stop Asian hate. Cause I'm like, yeah, like what if this is like, what if this is my grandpa? Like, and it's, it's weird because like my grandpa hasn't done his like morning walks, but I'm like, I'm a little worried that on his morning walk, somebody will just be like, you know, fuck Asians and just tries to take him out. You know, like that's, it sucks to think that that's like a thought process, you know, yeah. like, and, coming from, you know, my wife being Mexican and just, and myself being Filipino, it's like, it's weird. It's different because we live in San Diego, which is a melting pot, you know, yeah. like we, we lived and grew up in San Diego, which is a melting pot of mold, like multicultural, multicultural, uh, multi, multiple <laughs> cultures, Jesus. <laughs> so like, it was easy for me to have, a best friend who's black and another best friend who's Filipino and then grow up and coexist and then have a white friend who we're all cool with, you know, but, and then seeing these on like, seeing these stories on Facebook and, you know, ABC news of people hurting other people. It's like, regardless of color, it's just like, damn dude, like, I I just didn't grow up thinking that this was going to be a thing, you know? Yeah, but, like, in my experience, you know, living in different areas and stuff like that, like, it it is nice. Like, yeah, like I said, I never thought about those things when I was a kid because it's just like you. Yeah, we were multicultural, you know, like, color wasn't a thing because, I mean, even for us, we weren't the minority. We were actually the majority, no. you know, where we grew up. So going to a place where you're drastically the minority 
I don't want to say that it's okay, but it kind of makes sense when you are an outsider. You know what I mean? Like when I went over there and I was, I, I stood out everywhere I went, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's eye opening. You're just like, Oh snap. Like, uh, I don't look like anybody here. And now like looking back and this is kind of veering off the topic a little bit, but the whole, uh, uh, cultural representation and all that stuff in media, it kind of makes sense if you think about it, you know, it's like, Oh, where are all of the Filipino representation and all this other stuff in media? Now I get it. We're in America where the majority of people are of a certain color. So they kind of, they kind of, uh, cater to the majority but still you know what i mean like there should still be some media for us i guess you said you know what i mean i'm kind of some representation yeah some representation for for everybody in some form or fashion um but yeah i think we have been kind of used to living in our i guess you can call it bubble you know and all this stuff going on is is kind of forcing you to look outside and be like oh snap this is really how the world is and it's not as happy as it might seem back home you know stop blowing bubbles (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean rob you grew up in a significantly different neighborhood than we did how was it like growing up over there i I guess that questions you know i was thinking about that since uh our talk the other day but Randy and I grew up in relatively the same neighborhood where we were the majority. Filipinos and minorities were the majority. I guess you could just um, say colored people in general. Yeah, people of color. Yeah. I mean, we we were the majority. Um, but Rob grew up in a significantly different neighborhood where he was the minority. So, Rob, what was your experience with uh, racism? And we got a little taste of that. If you guys want to go back to the episode with the reheaters, my submission was heavily influenced by when, where I grew up, which was majority like white kids and Mexican kids. Um, so I can I, I grew up for, I mean, like was it third grade through sophomore year in high school. I grew up in the Inland Empire. So um, it was like Riverside, um, Fontana, Rialto, that area. And um, it was such a, a juxtaposition coming from, that area and then moving to san diego because in that area um there were so few asian kids that that was actually a club on campus was asian club and that's where they stuck all of you know you could you you didn't have to necessarily be asian to join the club but that's where all the asian kids were so you know there was maybe 30 of us all together like across the high school grades um and there was only i think one or two other Filipinos, but then it was like we were there with Vietnamese kids, like Chinese kids, and that's that's the only place where we all got together and we like felt welcome. Um, because everywhere, I wouldn't say that like we dealt with racism or anything like that on campus. It's just like um, I think we just felt more comfortable being around people that looked like us. And you know, I I don't want trying again not to defend these people, like why this hate, where it stems from, but we're I think to make sense of it. Right. And I think it comes from, and I've heard like TED Talks, um, I forget the, the chick's name, I'll we'll have to bring it up next episode, but she gave a dope TED Talk based on why people feel this way. And it's because like ever since like cavemen days, um, uh, psychologically, we look at uh, people of other races or people that look different uh, than us as, as dangers or threats because you're like, oh, that dude's not part of my tribe. So I'm gonna try and throw a spear through him. And the problem is, is that like, um, uh, 
psychologically we haven't caught up to the modern times like nowadays it's good because like, i think our generation is a good like you know stopgap to where we see that stuff now and we kind of check it like internally we're like oh i shouldn't feel weird like it's right. you know we're all good but you know you step back a generation or two and that's that's still rampant like you know people will cross the street or something if they see a person of color on on their side of the street like that kind of stuff and so again i'm not trying to defend them but i i get where it comes from it's like something in our dna that stems from that um but yeah it was a huge you know going back to moving to san diego sophomore year in high school it was the craziest thing moving to southeast bay and like everybody in my classroom was was filipino and like you know i i felt like i had to do catching up because i had to like reintroduce myself into that culture and stuff like, you're like hey guys you guys uh listen to a system of a down down here <laughs> uh, you guys want to borrow you guys want to borrow my lincoln park cd i got the the deep cuts do, do any of you guys listen to ska out here <laughs> it wasn't that bad but man it definitely took some some it was it's the it was the craziest thing i remember one of the culture shock things was like being like dancing well was was looked at as like you know a dope thing here in san diego but up there you would got clowned if you were trying to like you know like dance like a jabberwocky or something like that on the stage or something dude. like move like smooth like that oh man that stuff would have not flown dude legit one of the highlights of my life is seeing rob pop and lock and do the little blow thing he does every <laughs> every time i see him do that i'm just like just makes me joy like filled like, with joy I, dude i'm glad i'm your friend <laughs> <laughs> This is this is my friend, and I'm so glad to be friends with him. And see, that's that's the kind of thing that like it made me comfortable being in San Diego is because I got that like reassurance from my peers and stuff, like seeing all those other Asian kids that look like me, and they were like, you know, they were being like revered on campus. They're like, yo, that dude's part of the dance team, and he like kills it. Like I, I you know, he's gonna try out for like UC Irvine or whatever. Like, I mean, that's that's what was dope for me. So. I think uh, what I'm hoping is that we read about this time in the textbooks and it's like this was like the last stand of, of this like hate kind of stuff. Like I know it's like, you know, always darkest before the dawn to, to quote the the Batman Nolan trilogy movies. Damn. Yeah, man. I, I feel like we're, we're hopefully in a state of change, like with the pandemic and it bringing like all this stuff, the digital divide, you know, the disparity between you know, income and like people's access to like things like the internet. I think like it sucks, but it's good that we're finding all this stuff out. So that way, hopefully in the next few years, um, those, those kind of things kind of fade away and we kind of all move forward like one people, one world. So, yeah. I mean, so back to the thing about, well, what you were saying right now and then what Randy was saying about representation before is that there's a whole generation of children who only know a Filipino Blues Clues host. Oh, yeah. You know? I forgot about like, that. Us back in the day, we had, was Steve? Steve? Heck yeah, dude. And Steve, Steve was dope, though. Steve was dope, you know? And and it's just like, they're, like, it's nice. It's nice to have representation. It's nice to see Jeremy Lin in the NBA. It's nice to yeah. see Ken Jeong. You know, it's nice to see Daniel Day Kim. And it's nice to see Asians who were first thought of, like, they can express um, emotion, right? That was a big knock on Asian actors was that they can't express emotion, but now you have Asians all acting all over and like all over the entertainment business. And it's like, it's great because crazy rich Asians was a huge hit in the theaters, right? Um, 
shows like um i forgot fresh off the boat fresh off the boat um i mean raya just came out raya just came out um Shout Mulan. Out to, to steven yoon bro first asian american getting nominated for uh for minari bro dude it's great and like i i hope this is a good foundation to move forward on and move past all the hate because from here on out mia is mia and maria are only going to know asian actors and asian like representation is a thing yeah you know we they won't they won't have to celebrate a jeremy lin in the nba nba you know they won't have to celebrate or only have manny pacquiao you know what i mean like like realistically like filipino like stars at that level how many are there you know what i mean like manny pacquiao was on a global level and how many other filipinos are on that level you know what i mean there aren't many um, and I get it. The Philippines is relatively small. Um, so it makes sense. But still, you know, it's starting to open up a little bit more, you know. Ooh, speaking up, open up a little bit in Filipinos. Uh, how many people knew that Leia Salonga sang a whole new world? I, I'm raising my hand. I did. Well, yeah, because we're Filipino, and every time we hear <laughs> yeah. a Filipino in the news, we're like, "Oh, Filipinos!" Yeah, but yeah, like you know. So now, from here on out, our children will will only will not only have, but they will know Asian representation is a um, is a common theme now in their world. Whereas us, we're celebrating a Jeremy Lin, we're celebrating a Stephen Yoon. We're celebrating Ken Jong. We're celebrating Asians and in media. So it's well, great. I wouldn't even say just Asians too. Just representation in general. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's the whole uh, representation for gays and all that stuff. Like that's starting to explode in a positive way, of course. But like it's starting to become a lot more common than it used to be. You know, like when we grew up, I mean, one big one I know at least in the comic book world, is that they're making a, a run for a gay Captain America or something along those lines. Um, and that has never happened before. You know what I mean? And I know fairly recently there was the X-Men line with the gay marriage, I think is what it was. Um, the first. I don't know if that was fairly recent. I think that was like, now it's like 10 years ago. Well, that's <laughs> fairly recent for for Comic culture. Book? Yeah, for, for culture. Sure, sure. Um, so... You know, those things are starting to happen for all, I'll just say cultures. You know what I mean? Like, there's just representation. There's representation. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm glad dope. to be, I'm glad to be growing up in this age and like. Seeing and, it happen. And seeing it happen and then seeing like the future and our children moving to this future that we envision. And it, it's just, it's really nice. Um it's super nice. All right. So our final topic for the evening. I know we had some serious stuff. Um, we can get back into our normal swing of things or our normal, like, I guess, uh, level of discussion. Um, but let's talk about bomb baddies from back in the day. <laughs> it's like we were totally swinging to the other side of the fence. We're swing to the whole side. We got to bring them back up. We gotta leave on the high note. <coughs> oh man. Okay, so let's go in depth. What are we talking about here? Yeah, because so this is gonna, I'm sure this will come up in later episodes, but I'm just curious because I I felt like it was a good uh, 
a good topic that we need to tackle. I think the Fauci, Ouchi, and like Asian hates current topics are good too. But at the same time, like I want to know if y'all were watching TGIF for the same reasons I was watching TGIF. So for the listeners at home who are not aware of what TGIF was. They're like thinking about it's the restaurant with the yeah. appetizers. TGI Fridays? Now it's just Fridays now. It's just Fridays, yeah. Mm. Um, TGIF was, thank God it's Friday, right? Um, on ABC? I think it was ABC. I think so. I think they, they run it. And it was, um, it was a run of sitcoms like on Friday nights. Uh, one of the sitcoms being Boy Meets World, right? I think and so, I, yeah. I don't know what the other ones were. I don't even remember the other ones. I know Boy Meets World was my jam. Here's some other ones. This is going like, this is uh, apparently the ranking, the end all be all ranking. So first show on TJF that everybody loved was Boy Meets World. Second was Family Matters. Ooh. And then we went into Full House at number three. Okay. And then we went into Sabrina the Teenage Witch at four. Oh, yes, dude. Oh, my God. And then top five, step by step. So this okay. on these Fridays, it would be like the new episodes would be dropping every Friday. That's yeah, how it this was, was, like right? a block of time. Yeah. And yeah. so there, there were other shows that also filled in, but like these were like the ones that everyone voted on or thought were like top tier. And yeah. so I'm, so my question was like, you know, if you guys were watching it back then, were you guys obviously watching it because Corey Matthews was hilarious? Um, but at the same time, I was like, who else were you checking out back then? Who was like, besides Corey Matthews, besides Corey <laughs> Matthews. I mean, Sean Hunter, let's, let's, Hey man, he was a rebel, rebel kid with a broken, broken childhood. And it doesn't, I mean, let's not to say like only TGIF, but I mean like who else were you guys tuning in? You're like, I get that it's like a kid's show or something like that. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm tuning in because she is a 10, a snack. Oh, I'm gonna start. I, I'm just ready to go because even there to this go. day, I mean, it's not it's not TGIF, but Sister Sister, the Maori Sisters. Oh Lord, dude! Nowadays, I still follow them on Instagram. Just whew, aged I like will, a fine wine. I will <laughs> say I didn't notice them or they didn't hit my radar until they straightened them hairs, though. Yep, yep. That's when I was like, okay, yeah. I have a thing for straight hair, though. Like that, That's, just yeah, in general, it doesn't matter. Who it is? If it, it well, I guess it doesn't matter who, but straight hair is like okay, I see you. Um, and then another one is, uh, oh man, what show was it? Was it Smart Guy with Lauren London? Because if I recall, she was she was like the older sister of uh, uh, sister sister's younger brother. Because of course the the three of them were they both had their shows, but. Yeah, Lauren London when obviously we were younger. And oh man. And then I was just thinking of my cousin Skeeter with uh Megan Good. Oh man. Snacks. <laughs> man, you were a channel ju- jumping too, because those weren't on the same network even. That I was know. like Nickelodeon. That was yeah. Disney, I think. That's awesome though. Um, but, yeah. I'll throw I'll throw one into the ring. Um so we mentioned step by step being in the top five. That was one of my shows, and I would have to say Angela Watson otherwise known as Karen on the show. Unfortunately, Karen's are, are a negative thing nowadays, but nowadays, yeah. <laughs> she was she was uh she was a baddie for me back in the day. Yeah. And I want to say unfortunately, not unfortunately, but just I think I have a type. 
I think the the fair skin, black hair, Snow White vibe is is kind of my thing. So okay, that's my submission off the top. Um, where are you going? I'm gonna have to go. I got a couple. Okay, okay all right. Run down so bear, bear with me. Um, Pink Ranger. Oh, okay. Uh, Amy, Amy Joe Johnson. Amy Joe Johnson. Um, I apparently have a thing for women with three names. Amy Joe Johnson, and then uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Ah, oh, three names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Saved by the Bell, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Uh, what? Oh man, I forgot her name. I just blamed on her. Kapow. Kelly Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski, man. Those were, uh, those were my bomb baddie bays um, from back in the day. You oh, know. I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, but let me just toss one out there. Uh, on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, not Tatiana Ali, but the other sister. Hillary? Yeah, Hillary, Hillary, dude. Oh, my God. Not was even Tyra sir? Banks? Was it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not Tyra Banks. <laughs> no, I know, but Tyra Banks was in there, too. Was in the show, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but So was there a certain episode for you, Alan, where you were like, oh, snap, Hillary? No, I just like the way, like, I don't know, I just... I just, I don't know, maybe if I was just attracted to, um, like how she carried, how how she carried herself. No, she wasn't completely airheaded. Yeah, she she, was pretty ditzy. And then she was like into like fashion and stuff, I think was her. I think it was the fashion. Definitely was the fashion. Swag. And then the, the, um, the camera audience, the studio audience, every time she steps on the camera, you hear the, ooh. Yeah. Like when she's all done up. And I was like, ooh. Okay, okay, Hillary. Um, but yeah, I mean those three. Um, oh man, I forgot. Nia Long was in there too. There were Fresh Prince. Yeah, there were some. Okay. There were some beautiful women on that show. Uh, yeah. Tatiana Ali, uh, right? Is it Tatiana Ali? Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I was oh, saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, those were. Those were definitely my top three. Now, was there, was there a reason why you brought that up, Rob? I forget. I feel like we were having a discussion. Someone else had brought something up, and then I was like, "Oh, that'd be a good topic." Because I know I felt like that was a discussion that I've had time and time again. With anytime you get a group of guys together, it's like who's hot. But then to take it back to when you were a kid, I feel like there's there's something there. I think we had actually someone shared a screen cap or a GIF of. Um, the new Fuller House, and I was like, "Oh snap!" Like DJ Tanner still got it going on. Oh yeah, um, which I didn't think she was. She was cute back in the in the Fuller in the Full House actual days. I don't know if I thought anyone was dope from Full House back then. Maybe Aunt Becky, but yeah, we're also Aunt young. Becky. Is she the one who? Um, <laughs> she's in jail. Now? Who's a, yeah? He's, she's in jail because the USC yep. scandal or whatever. Yeah, allegedly. No, I she's, guilty. No, she's, she's super guilty. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I mean, I she feel, just I wanted feel like... a good life for her kids, all right? And she has millions, <laughs> millions of dollars. <laughs> uh, shady. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, all right. So we talked about bomb baddies. Um, like, I, I guess they were teenage years, like bomb baddie, like from us back then. But you said Aunt Becky. Were there any like older women back when you were a kid where you're like, oh, smokes? Like, 
like was it the weird science like i don't know the generation before us like looked up to that girl from the weird science or uh, uh movie. what's or her name from dirty Fast, dancing Fast times or ridgemont high or whatever you know what i'm talking Cates. about yeah phoebe Fast Cates. times yeah Fast times. oh man that's tough but older women so you mean like because we were young at the time yeah because we, we were young like at the time yeah right? yeah yeah Oof, okay oh that's tough yeah I might, I might need to think on that one mm. i'm trying to think what i watched back then and like that had any adult I will, I should, okay so i got one is the the grandma from family matters whoa <laughs> <laughs> you're dumb dude <laughs> um i got a real those one for glasses you guys, got me <laughs> i got a real one for you guys uh here we go girl, the blonde girl from species do you guys from remember like the actual alien the actual alien chick i don't remember who she was though let, let me do a quick a quick google get that google flu going um, movie there it is 1995 actress Let's it's like see. uh it starts with an r uh if it doesn't start with an R, I wouldn't look like an idiot. No, it was uh Well, there's two Natasha Natasha Henstridge oh, and there you go. Mark Hel- Mark Helgenberger, which was from CSI. But I don't think she was the alien chick. So yeah, Natasha, <laughs> Natasha Henstridge. Definitely was not an R, thanks, Alan. No. No. <laughs> but yeah. Not at all. That's I an guess interesting. Like, I think pick. maybe because like, you know, I, when I first watched Species, like I was like preteens maybe. So I was like first finding out about sex and then like I hear like that movie's out. And I think that's like a the whole premise of the movie was that she was like trying to recreate or procreate. Yeah. Not recreate, procreate. But she was trying to procreate. And um, she... <laughs> She was just out trying to have sex. I mean, yeah, that's basically the whole premise of the movie. She's trying to procreate. She's trying to smash all the time. (laughs) And she was just trying to have babies all the time and everything. So, But it was scary, though. Yeah. She was a monster. Yeah. So um, I think I was like, ooh, she's sexy. But yeah. Man, that's tough. I'm trying to think. I mean, Charlie Theron was always... Always pretty. I mean, even to this day, she still is. Yeah. Um, By the way, Theron isn't the the correct pronunciation. Theron. Theron. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, um. I don't know. Oh my god! I forgot her name from uh from. Oh, I got Sound one. For the lambs. Uh. Clarice. I know that's her her character's name. Yeah. Jodie uh, Foster? Jodie Foster. Yeah, yeah Miss Twister. <laughs> is she in Twister? That's not her. That's oh, I'm right. no, no, no. I'm thinking. Oh, I'm my thinking... God. Wait, what? In Twister, it's Helen Hunt. Hunt. Which one? No, was it Contact? Yeah, Contact yeah, is Jodie Foster. What that's what it is. That's what it is. Okay, my bad. <laughs> I was mistaken. Helen Hunt is also a bomb baddie. She is. Yeah. No, I got one for you. The go. Dern, Laura Dern, Jurassic Park one. Oh dang! So all the okay. way back then, Jurassic oh, Park. Absolutely. Was... Yeah, absolutely. Was it when she had her hand in that Tyrannosaurus Triceratops dookie? Yep. 
That's when it started for you. That's when it clicked. You were like, mm. you're like, ooh. No, when she when she ended up taking off, she's into booty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and if she is, I am too. <laughs> so oh, dumb. Man. I have to re- revisit that movie, not because of that Laura Dern scene, but just because I heard that's that movie still holds up. It's a classic, um, dude. It's great, man. Like, because not CGI. It's like animatronic, so it just looks so real. What part of that movie scares the shit out of you till this day? Velociraptors, bro, in the kitchen. The kitchen deck. No. With the, the big toe? The big toe. The, the spitting dinosaurs with the little uh, mane. The frills? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those things were fucking scary. And he's in the... <laughs> he got that his face Alan. on. Alan is in the, the Jeep. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and he's, he just starts spitting at him. Yeah, dude, those things were scary. I thought that was the end of it, and then he spits at him, and then he like comes out of the vehicle, and he's like wiping his eyes, and then he drops the barbasol can. Yeah, <laughs> then he sees everybody there, like all the other ones too, right? Yep. Oh man, I think. Fun fact: that was the first movie I ever watched in theaters. Ooh, my mine had to be a Aladdin. Oh. Got a whole new oh, no, Lion King, Lion King, my bad. Um, but I think the one scene that scares the crap out of me to this day is probably the uh, when Laura Dern is going down into the basement or the electrical place, and she's then like reset something. She's trying to reset something, and I don't know why she's like why she's limping. Cause she got. Uh, no, I I know what you're talking about. Uh, oh wait, no, she wasn't. Didn't they get chased by the T-Rex? And then... Uh, mm, see, now we're all going to go back and watch this movie. Yeah, I know. That's worth a discussion. Let's watch it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, which is great because we're we're headed back to Hawaii and back to Kualoa Ranch. Let's uh, do it. Shot, so, yeah. Future episode. We're going to revisit <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> we're going to revisit Aren't they supposed Isla to be coming out with Yublar. another one? Because yeah, like, wasn't the Fallen... Involved. Or the Jurassic World was supposed to be a trilogy? I think. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. They're into trilogies. Universal's yeah. into trilogies right now. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, like when she goes down to that, <laughs> when she goes down there and then she's like, she feels Samuel L. Jackson's arm. Oh, and yeah. Like, ah. And then she, the camera pans out and it's like just the arm. <laughs> <laughs> like the child me freaked out. And then like, even now as an adult, I'm just like, <gasps> Oh no! And then, like you know, obviously it's just a arm. So, but yeah, that part freaks me out. Interesting. And those are your, that those are some good, good bomb baddies to talk about. <laughs> some retro baddies. <laughs> yeah, retro baddies. I love it. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. I was just looking up Laura Dern's uh, Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. And it said that she was in Mask. And I was like, wait, she was in The Mask? No, it's a totally different movie. I got to watch The Mask again. It's been a while. Oh, yeah, with good old Jimmy Carey. Yep. Jimothy. James Carey. If you watch (laughs) Living Color, that's what he actually went by. James Carey. Until he got famous, and then he switched over Mm. to Jim. Another fun fact. Cool. All right. 
All right. I think that's a, a good bookend for this episode. Um, so once again, thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to our channel on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher to know when we drop a new episode. And if you like this episode, please hit the like button to help our podcast grow. Thanks for stopping by the lounge. My name's Rob. I'm Alan. And I'm Randy. And we'll catch you guys next time. Alrighty, everybody good? Do we know you got a clap sync or anything right now? Uh, sure. One, two, three.